Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are bringing you the horror movie review for the movie X, which is a more recent movie. It came out in 2022. We are joined by my co-host, as always, Dave Wilkins. What is going on? And also Jesse Wilkins is here as well. Yes. Before we move on, I want to warn everyone that there are spoilers. I know we have that in the de- in the description and stuff, but this is a spoiler-filled review. Yes. It is going to be full of spoilers because we are going to talk about everything that happens in this movie. So if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. I watched it on Amazon Prime for like $2, $3, something like that. Um, there might be other places you can find it as well, but right now it's on Amazon Prime. Relatively cheap. And we need to uh, hit on it because this is going to be a series, which is interesting. So It is. So they greenlit the prequel and then also, I believe, a sequel. So Correct. I think the prequel is going to come next and then you'll also get a sequel to it after. Yeah. So it's going to be a real interesting series. But before we get into it, Dave, can you hit us with the synopsis, synopsi, synopsi, please? <laughs> yes, I can. X was a 2020 movie written and directed by Ty West. A group of actors set out to make an adult film in rural Texas under the noses of their reclusive hosts. But when the elderly couple catches their young guests in the act, the cast finds themselves in a desperate fight for their lives. So I didn't know what to expect with this movie. I didn't know anything about it going into it. And, uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a fun movie. It was a a classic kind of slasher sort of it was um it's an a24 film which if you are familiar with some of their horror movies they did hereditary they did midsummer they did the witch um and their movies are typically a little bit slower paced less jump scares and they're usually very very dark um this one was no exception although when it got going it did kind of get going pretty good um i thought all the characters are well developed well acted um i pretty much enjoyed this whole movie from beginning to end. There was a lot of cool things about it. Like I said, it has it's that classic kind of slasher movie, but also not. I thought there was more depth uh, with this one than there was. The, the characters are a little bit more complex. Uh, the killers were complex. The killer, I guess, was one. Um, but There's two. Three if you count the alligator. Oh, that's true, the alligator, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I like the whole cast. Um, and I think I think that there actually wasn't a lot I didn't like about this movie. I thought it was pretty unique, and I liked the the layers of depth with this with this plot and with some of these characters. Absolutely, yeah, much different. And I'm I'm a big slasher fan, and it was nice to see a slasher that I really really enjoyed come out. That's new. You don't get them too often anymore. They kind of got burnt out in the '80s. They just went through like so many different manifestations. So, like you said, we're really getting in depth with some of these characters. They're really layered. Um, there was things that I didn't expect that happened. I overthought certain things in this movie, trying like trying to guess what they were going to do. And so, for example, um, when the husband locks Jenna Ortega's character in the basement, I'm like, okay, he's locking her in the basement. I thought the, that the husband was actually trying to help her. I thought he was trying to hide her from the wife for a little bit uh, because he knew what his wife was and he was like sick of it or something. So he was trying to help her. And 
right away was I was completely wrong because there's just a dead body down there. So I thought that's the way they were going to go with that. Again, that's just on me, like trying to like think of the way that the director is going to do something a little bit different and it ended up not being that. I loved a lot of this movie, but the things that I hated in this movie, which we'll get to, I absolutely hated. Oh. Right. Probably on the same page there. I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I thought it had a little bit of a slow start. I thought it could have done a little bit less with the adult film stuff, more of the horror stuff a little bit early. Although they did sprinkle in some creepiness with the old lady looking out the window and kind of just kind of lurking around, just being overall creepy. Um, and then I, oh, another thing, Kid Cudi was a good actor. I didn't expect him to be in this movie. I actually didn't know that he was an actor and I didn't even know that was Kid Cudi until I checked the IMDB on this to do a little more research, but I thought I, Kid Cudi did a great job. Good, right? I didn't, I didn't know he was in it until when you press pause on Amazon, it tells you the actors in the scene. Yep. And I pressed pause and I said, Kid Cudi, I'm like, what? And then I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, they kept, they kept this character pretty simple. You know, right. they gave him the um, well, what's the treatment? When, whenever they have like a like a wrestler in a movie who's not a great actor, I'm not saying Kid Cudi's not a great actor, but they definitely simplified his character with like fewer lines. Right, they did. He had a very uh, Black Dynamite kind of vibe. I know you guys have seen that movie. I great love reference. that movie. But every time every, he's got the mustache, he's got the afro, and he just looks. It kind of dresses like him too. I was like, damn, this guy just looks and sounds exactly like Black Dynamite. Love that movie. And I, I thought Kid Cudi did an overall good job. I thought he acted out pretty much every scene pretty well. The only one that I was like, he's not selling this great on is when he was when he was going around the pond. Um. And he was like, you know, I was a, uh, I was in the, Mar- did a few tours in the Marines or whatever. But then he just kind of strolls around in his underwear. He, didn't, he wasn't really. I, I expect him to like make like Marine kind of movements. I don't know what that would be when you're searching for a lost person. But I, it just, I don't know. Were but, you like, oh, like Kid Cudi to start combat rolling? I thought he was going to get down or? and start doing the army crawl, <laughs> rolling around. But I mean, I, but then he let himself get shot in the chest. Like you didn't see that coming. Uh, I don't know. It, I guess. You could be taken off guard by those sorts of things. But overall, great job by him in the movie. thought he sold it very well. I want to um, push back on the adult film stuff a little bit because I think it's important for two different reasons in this movie. I think they need to show that stuff because it is a throwback to the 70s and 80s slasher movies. Kind of. But this wasn't the reason that they were getting killed. So in those movies, they would get killed during those scenes, right? Mm, no. Not necessarily. Sometimes it, it all think, depends on the movie. The, the point Jesse just made was was more so like you know the movie Scream, where the slut dies first. You know, right? The people that are engaging in these actions are not safe because these actions are taboo, right? No, actually, right. that's not even what I was getting to, into either. I'll let you finish your point, but my my point was half the movie. I'd was love that, the other half mine. of the movie was that. I'd love to finish mine. I would just fucking mm. love it. Well, to we'll get back to that, Dave. What was your point? No, I'm going to let Rob finish because my my point might be intersecting with his. Well, let me bring up a different point. (laughs) All right, go ahead, Rob. So the other reason why I think it's important is the way that they did the juxtaposition of the scene that they were shooting for for the adult film. So they would show the adult film and it didn't even have to be all of the like racy scenes, but they would show you a portion of that and it would be like, oh, let's go to the room. Um, You know, daddy's going to be home soon. And then it would cut to the main girl in the house 
with the husband and it would build the tension that daddy just got home on the other end, right? So like everything they did in that movie was playing off in a horrific way in real life. So the sexual way is one way, but as it's happening, something terrifying is happening on the other side of the camera, basically. Yeah. In the same in the same manner. So I thought it was important that they had all those scenes. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, the movie was called X. It was the basis of the movie. I just thought it took a little too long to get the horror stuff going. That was my only my only take on that, really. Yeah, that's how this production company does horror movies. But I think the the angle that they were taking with the adult film angle and kind of the way that the actors and the characters, you know, embraced it, it was that it was kind of pushing back against that traditional horror trope of the slut dies first or, you know, you're, you know, the virgin's the one who makes it all the way through when they were talking about basically sexual liberty and saying, you know, how they're all open and kind of like, this is how you live. And then Jenna Ortega's character kind of buys into it really with that awkward plot line there. Yeah. (laughs) So they're kind of pushing that. It's like, you know, more of like a, you know, sexual liberty rather than it being taboo. Um, Just to completely sidetrack us, since we're talking about Jenna Ortega right now, did you see the still that came out for the new show Wednesday? No. Because she's playing Wednesday Adams, which is really weird to me. Oh, really? Like, I, I like her. Is that yeah. that? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was her. I thought she looked familiar. That's cool. She's um, she's great. I mean, she was awesome I, in Scream. She was awesome in X. I haven't seen her anything else, but. I think she's great, too. I feel like she's too old to play Wednesday Adams, to be perfectly honest. And, and wasn't Christina Ritchie older when she played? I don't know how. Her? I don't know how, but she played her younger. I don't know. It's weird to me. Luis Guzman as as the father is weird to me as well. I think they're going more for the, and this isn't an Adams Family review, but I think they're going more for the cartoon Adams Family. You know, yeah. where they kind of. I think you're right about that. Yeah. I saw a poster, and the poster looked awkward. I was like, this looks like a bad um, Halloween costume poster looks, or something like that. It like, looks, it looks like, like it came straight out of Spirit Halloween. It just didn't look good. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think he's probably going to crush that role. Uh, probably he's hilarious so we'll we'll see uh okay my biggest problem with this movie Mm -hmm. now mind you i I thought it was a good movie it's gonna get a good rating out of me hire an old lady hire an old lady this was one of my two problems so i it's like like it was it was that bad makeup i believe it was it mia goth that also played the old lady yes like dude it didn't look like an old lady at first but at distance it did but then you get close and you get that stupid rubber face looking they haven't nailed that yet in Hollywood. Is the old person makeup? They haven't, dude. Just hire an old person. There's plenty of old actresses that would have nailed this role. It ain't a hard role. You're just a creepy old lady. Most of the time, you're just standing there staring at someone awkwardly with your head. I didn't inside. know Mia Goth played the old lady. I did not know that. You That's never caught on to really? the fact that that was an old that, that that was a rubber face. No, I did. I, I was. I was. I even made the comment to myself out loud by myself. Like that looks like the Johnny Knoxville old guy costume. Yeah, yeah it looks like uh, the Johnny Knoxville one. Or if you guys ever saw the, um, the I think it was the Hell's Kitchen episode, um, episode with Gordon Ramsay when he went undercover into this restaurant. He's wearing this absolutely god awful old man face. <laughs> and it's just like like that's all I could think about. It is is just Gordon Ramsay dressed up as an old person. I was like, dude, this would this role that would be one of the greatest horror villains of all time if she was just, I mean, top top 30. But, like, if if they just got an old lady to actually play that role, it would have been so much creepier. But And then, and then the husband looked like Dan Aykroyd's character from Nothing Front Trouble, the judge. And <laughs> I was just... I was the just bad, like, what the bad, bad fake teeth. 
Yeah. I mean, if those are his real teeth, I'm sorry, bro. But the one tooth in the middle is what threw me off the whole time. It's <laughs> like, oh, man, at least off center. That one Maybe just went over my head, but there had to be a reason they had Mia Goth play the lady who was molesting her. <laughs> well, I think it I think it was she was l- into herself as she was younger because, like, she's looking at her old makeup. She's looking at her old pictures on the wall and basically Mia Goth's character look the most like her she even goes out on to say that she doesn't like blondes so she's looking at she's attracted to people that looked a lot like her as she was younger so she's trying to relive her youth right mm. she wants the 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 sex with her husband again um like she's trying to relive being youthful is what it is and mia goff's character reminds her of that and they just have her player so that she looks more like her. I don't think it needed to be done that way. I mm. mean, you you can, you know, still. Yeah, absolutely. It, I think they way. missed the mark on it, but I think that was the reasoning behind it. That's interesting. Yeah. Actually, I like that angle. I mean, I don't. Yeah, probably not well executed. The the makeup did bother me, but um, mm. but yeah. So my I second do. my second problem with this, just to get through this, and I'll let you guys get through your problems as well. My second problem with this was a couple of the lazy kills. So the kills in this movie were great. The gruesome ones were great. They were, uh, I mean, the, you saw it coming, but you didn't see it coming the way it happened with the first kill when she just like, boop, stabbed the guy in the neck. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it was like, oh, shit. And then she just stabbed the shit out of him. I thought the dancing scene was kind of unnecessary after that one. That was a little weird, but it was okay because she was out of her mind. Yeah. Um, a little bit over saturation on the camera angle there. Um, but it made sense because the blood spattered on the headlights, I guess. Either way, uh, I thought that scene was... I, I watched that scene and I was like, ah, probably should have cut that out, but whatever. Uh, but the kill itself was great. And then you had a couple other great kills. You had the eyeball one. You had um, a few good kills. And then a couple lazy ones. Like I thought when the guy just shotgun Kid Cuddy, it was like, oh, that's it? You know, and then the alligator one was predictable and I don't know. Just kind of felt like like some of them were so good, and then some of them were just like, eh, that's a kill. So th- those were my only two real, real issues with it. We'll get into some of the more final details in a bit. What'd I personally don't mind sprinkling in a couple of quick ones, because it's like, my, my thing with um, killing off characters in a movie or a TV show is it has to be unpredictable, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes unpredictable for the really good ones to hit, you know, to really be driven home killing off some characters fast where maybe you're not expecting it just like bang they're dead like oh shit just like that they're dead yep. you know what i mean I like think when that, they killed big bird on sesame street like when yeah. they killed big bird on sesame street yeah absolutely just all of a sudden had an overdose you're like whoa well, that was a quick overdose yeah it wasn't Spoiler expecting that. guys uh, one that comes to mind was um there was a world war ii concentration camp movie i can't remember the name of it it was an italian film and this whole movie it's this guy and he's got it's him and his son in a concentration camp really 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 sad hard-hitting movie and it was um the whole time he's as soon as they get to this concentration camp he explains to his kid he's like hey listen uh this is a big game it's gonna be fun and if we win we win an army tank and he gets the whole camp uh the whole like little barracks that they're in to go along with it like oh yeah it's a game it's gonna be so much fun and of course these people like dude fuck you we're not having fun um but they keep it going. And then, uh, spoiler alert on whatever this movie's called, uh, his death was so out of nowhere. It was just like he was out of line, and then a Nazi was just like, put that machine gun dead. And he was just gone. And you're like, whoa, wait, what? This is like the main character in the whole movie. And it was towards the end. And it was just, and this is exactly what you're talking about. Like, 
it was so shocking because it was so fast and there was just no consequences, obviously, because you're talking about a Nazi killing a Jew or whatever. And it was just it happened so quick that it was so it sat with me for the rest of my life. I watched this movie when I was in middle school and it was just shocking. And uh, and it, because it was a quick death like that, that's what you're saying. But I, I yeah. So I don't find Kid Cudi's character's death to be completely you know, particularly shocking, but I don't have a problem with them just, you know, blowing away a couple characters real fast. Right. Kind of takes, keeps you on the edge of your seat. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, I guess it yeah. also kept with the sadistic kind of feel where the old lady is the one doing these crazy drawn out kills. Right. And, and it feels like the husband's just trying to clean up the mess basically. Right. Right. And, and she didn't like, and she didn't like blonde. So she's like, fuck you. The alligator gets you, you know, yeah. Boot you into the water. The only, the only movie series that I like want elaborate kills for pretty much everybody is Final Destination. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, like, that's, that one. Yep. that's the movie. You're going to that movie for that at this point, right? I did, yeah. I did like, not to get into, not to get too sidetracked with so many more movies, but with the Final Destination movie is you would see three possible death scenarios before the actual one kicks in. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. no, they're going to hit that, you know, electrical socket, or, oh, my God, that bus is going to hit them, or just a bunch of things would happen, and then, boom, the actual death would happen. Right. Oh, those those movies kind of sucked, but the, but the way that they did those, oh, those movies were no, fun. Well, the, really earlier fun. on, they're great. They they really fell off as they started getting like, yeah, like worse budgets and whatnot. Right. Um, do you have any other issues with this movie before I get into my last one, Dave? I had no initial issues with this one. Okay. Um, my big issue, and for some reason, like I love this movie. I'm gonna give it a great score, just like Jesse said. But my problems, my two big problems were the the prosthetics for the old people, like you said. It, it really bothered me. And the other thing that really bothered me was this is clearly an homage to different movies. But the way they shot certain things, it was like, for instance, you brought up Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which clearly that there was a lot of inspiration here. Mm-hmm. There was a scene inside the house that was framed the exact same way that it was framed in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like the way it was shot towards the front door a a long from a long distance from inside the house. And it was just too similar to me. Like it was just like, I've seen this, this shot before. I don't like this. Um, then we get the breaking through the door scene, which I know everyone's done when Jenna Ortega is breaking through the door, but you're just like, we've done this before. Like you're not going to do it better than, than Jack Nicholson did it. Well, that was kind of the opposite. Cause she was trying to break out. And I Nicholson know, I know, in. but it's just, it's literally through the, the pain and the face comes through like in, in a sense, it's not the same, but the Texas chainsaw massacre one inside the house facing the door. I don't know why it bothered me so much, but it just, it drove me fucking crazy that they that they did that shot, and I was just like, it is literally the same shot, and it, the house looks similar too. It, it almost does. looks like the same exact house, and that's probably the problem. It's just like, I, I don't know why you need to do that. You can you can angle this camera and it changes everything. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's not a it's not a problem for me. This movie, I thought they did a really good job making it different from previous slashers. And I think they went above and beyond in that aspect, you know, from the, you know, the depth of the actual killer, mm-hmm. you know, they're not just like a superficial, you know, slap a mask on him, stick a knife in his hands and he's a killer now. Um, 
there was like a story. There was like almost a reason, and there was there was some depth there that I thought was really good. And they did a really good job just separating themselves from previous slasher movies in a good way. So for like for me for that, uh, I can't really discredit them for you know minor things that we might have seen here and there. Also, little twist. I'm pretty sure we all thought that the guy was going to be the killer. I mean, he did end up being a killer, but the woman was the main psychopath in the movie. And that was actually a little surprising to me. She seemed like like a little desperate to love these people. I thought maybe you were going to get like a storyline of her trying to save them from the husband. And the husband was ultimately the bad guy, but it seemed that the wife was more of the bad guy. They were both really bad. Right. But, um, but yeah, that was a little bit of a twist for me. And I guess we didn't need the, you know how they had that, like the, um, the preacher in the background on the TV throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, didn't really need... seem to play a role. Yeah. Well, it right. did. He and she ended up being the daughter of that preacher. The right. But it, and I'm like, why is that a reveal? Why do we need that reveal? So I think with this TV program, what they what they wanted to do was set it up to where the people that lived at the house were very conservative and religious. And these people showed up to make an adult film and they killed them because they were making an adult film. And that just didn't seem to be the case. And I know you have the tie in with uh, with Mia Goth's character towards the end where she ends up being the daughter or whatever. But it, like you said, it was unnecessary. Um, and I don't think that the whole religious thing factored into it at all. It was just the woman was going old and crazy and she just wanted to be loved, if you will. And, I don't uh, I don't. I don't know if, if I think it was all of that. I, I do think this was a pretty obvious setup for a prequel. Yeah, or or the sequel, but probably a prequel uh, for the religious. Definitely, as, definitely the, the prequel. I mean, this, the this is obviously a backup. This is for the for the past. Either way, Rob for the for the preacher. I think what they were setting up was he's sitting there telling talking about repenting and people sinning all the time and everything, and that it show, it reveals that he's basically praying for his daughter to come back and that she had run away. And I think they were trying to go with the stance that like, maybe this was a religious intervention that this massacre is going to bring her home type of deal. Although I don't think it's going to, her character doesn't ah, seem to was, be going home at the end. She right? was bumping lines of Coke on the way out. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. She's so. going to do the night shift at the strip club or something, you know? Right. So why don't we get uh, some scores here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start, Dave? Sure. This is a 4-8 for me. That's a pretty solid score. Yeah. Like I said, I like the whole thing. I like how it was different. I like how they brought, you know, they were kind of bringing back slashers a little bit, but not in the same exact way. And I think it can be, it's you know, it's, it's a road that you could take and either really screw it up or really nail it. And I think this one really nailed it. A couple of things that could have been done better. Um, I agree. So mm-hmm. 4.8. Yeah, it's a four or five for me. It would have been way higher had they just hired an old lady. But that bothered me the entire... It's all I could look at. The entire movie was this bad, bad prosthetics and bad makeup. So uh, that that dropped it down about three or four points for me. So I'd say about a four or five for me. I'm going to give it a four or three. And I think if I rewatch it, I would bump my score up because maybe those things that like really bothered me wouldn't bother me as much the second time through. The prosthetics are always going to bother me. Maybe the shots wouldn't bother me as much. Um, but it's just a really good movie, and you really should go out of your way to watch this movie, I believe. 100%. Yeah, definitely recommend watching it. Um, I mean, if you haven't watched it, then we just spoiled it for you. But you'll still enjoy it for sure. 
it's there's some really good kills in this movie too uh we brought up a couple of them the other good the end scene where the uh the old woman like the the heart attack for the husband is a great scene because he's worried about his heart going out the entire time and it does go out but not from the way he thought it was going to and the old woman shooting the shotgun and flying into the driveway which sounds silly but it's it's done it's it's fun it was and okay then, but recoil isn't doing that to anyone a toddler could shoot the thing <laughs> gonna go flying like that but whatever it was a fun scene a shotgun she shot the shotgun and the recoil of the shotgun Knocked sent her, her like eight feet into the air into the driveway it's a big shotgun. It, yeah, have you ever I mean, shot a shotgun? Old lady, I have many times, and I am a frail old woman, and I can tell you <laughs> the most it would do is maybe knock her over, maybe dislocate her shoulder. Who knows? But I, all of a sudden, but is it going to send a human being eight feet into the air and backwards? Like, no, it's not going to. But it was a fun, uh, outrageous scene. And just the way she ends up getting killed is. Um is a lot of fun as well. That was fun. One last little thing that I think about while we're talking about the kills that kind of is bothering me. Can we stop doing the eyeball through the hole and then get stabbed in the eye scene? No, it's I, so, I request that we don't stop doing that. It's so predictable. It's like, all right, anytime anyone looks through a peephole in a door while there's an assassin outside or peeps through a, a hole in a, a wall in a serial killer movie, guess what's going to happen? You're either going to get shot, you're, you're either going to get shot through the, through the peephole or you're going to get stabbed in the eyeball and maybe your eyeball's going to come out too. I, I just, I don't know. That one, I was like, oh, oh, surprising. You know, I don't know. But Dave seems to like it, so I, I guess like you don't have to stop. I'm fine with it. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm fine with eyeball. I mean, I don't like to see the eyeball thing. It grosses me out, but I'm also fine with them still doing it. But both of you, were you surprised? No, absolutely not. No. No, of course no, not. We, we knew what was happening. We knew when it was going to happen too. There was three holes. We knew it was going to be in the last one. Mm. Come on. Yeah. Um, so it's so it's so obvious that when you're watching a movie where they're not doing obvious things and they do the people thing, you're like, oh, there's no way. There's no way they do it. And then it surprises you when they do do it. It doesn't because I expect it to happen the whole time. Are, the idea, though. are you guys like excited for the prequel? Like, do you want to see the prequel? I'm afraid no, they're going to ruin it. I'll watch it. I don't think <clears throat> I don't think they'll ruin it. And here's why. When a movie comes out as a standalone movie that is a box office smash that they wrapped up and then they go back and say, wow, we made a lot of money. We can go make more money, you know, like The Descent and then go basically unmake the first movie to make the sequel. That movie's going to suck. Sinister 2, The Descent 2. Those movies suck. This one was filmed with the intent of filming multiple. So I don't think... They filmed it right away. They filmed the prequel before this even came out. They filmed back to back, basically. Yeah. Yep. So it's basically more like it one and it two, you mm-hmm. know, where it's the same, it's all one movie, basically. I, I agree with this point. My one problem is ninety percent of the time, ninety five percent of the time, I just I don't need I don't need a prequel. I don't need an origin story. I don't need that i know how the story ends the origin story usually sucks to be honest yeah. we'll see how it goes but i agree with dave where it's like if they I went in there with, with with the intent of making all three movies then i'm interested to see uh how these things tie in with each other and you see i think with um was it insidious that the second one 
tied up a lot of loose ends from the first one. I don't really remember, but there, there was uh, there's been a few movies like that where you're like, oh, that's mm. why they did this and, and th- things like that. I think they could they could make it interesting, so I'm excited to see the first one. So those are the ratings. Uh, what do we have? Four, five, four, seven, and four, three, four, eight. four, three, four, eight. I was four, eight. You were four, eight. I said four, seven. Okay, very cool. Well, yeah. Uh, what are we reviewing next, gentlemen? We are going to be remove, removing. We're going to get it off of Netflix. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. It's so much we hate this movie. We're going to hate it so much that it's gone. We haven't even watched it yet, to be honest with you. But we're going to be uh, watching the movie Choose or Die on Netflix. So that's one that we found we wanted to get another newer movie for now because i think around halloween we might hit some older ones in that time span so let's get some of the 2022 movies and uh we'll cover this one sounds good let's give a quick shout out to our patrons uh sydney b mark m papa squatch uh mike b brandon w sarah w soph hooper jake v stephanie a Seth Dave Sucks W, Sarah Dave Lewis Bacon R, Captain McSlugs, and then our VIPs, we have Stephen V and Lisa J. Thank you guys so much. If you guys want your names in the credits on all of our shows, then just uh, swing on over to Patreon for as little as $3 a month. You get your name in the credits. For more money, you can become a VIP. That's right. Fun and, stuff. Uh, those tiers will be changing a little bit, and you'll be getting a little more stuff here and there in the next week or two. So make sure you sign up. Hell yeah. Sounds good. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. Very important. And leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Just read those fucking do everything we tell you to do. Just, Just do all do the it. things. Just join things. join our cult. Yeah. <laughs> we did make a cult on Tuesday. It's very important that you join that cult. Yes. Very good. Anything else, gentlemen? That's it. Take it away, Rob. All right. And for myself, Jesse Wilkins and Dave Wilkins, we will see you next time on Hometown Ghost Stories. Peace.